You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. Talofa, Brianna. Talofa. Before we get to Pacific Climate Warriors, tell us something about yourself and uh, how did you get involved in Pacific Climate Warriors? Oh, yes, so um, I'm from Samoa, from um, Faleula and Kwamua. I grew up in Samoa and I think just really growing up in the island and, you know, being so blessed with beautiful land and beautiful ocean, I really had a love for the environment and the love for my land that when I first heard about this thing called climate change in school, it really scared me and it really lit a fire in me and a passion in me to, you know, try and protect our island. And uh, when did you uh, join Pacific Climate Warriors? I joined 350 Pacific in 2009. Oh, almost 10 years now. Almost 10 years. Yeah, I joined very young, so I grew up in the movement. <laughs> uh, who are the Pacific Climate Warriors and what what exactly do you stand for? Yeah, so the Pacific Climate Warriors are a grassroots movement led from the islands and now we're starting to lead from the diaspora. Um, but it's really a collective of Pacific Islanders representing 15 different island nations in Polynesia, Micronesia, and Melanesia. And we're really standing up for our islands and, you know, fighting for climate justice and making sure that we're protecting our earth and we're protecting God's God's given gift for us. And who is funding Pacific Climate Warriors, if I may ask? It sounds like uh, an NGO, a a non-government organization. Yes. So we're part of the global umbrella called 350, which is a global movement around the world. And um, Pacific Climate Warriors are the Pacific arm for this movement. So our funding comes from our global movement. Now, on climate, Mm -hmm. I mean, personally, do you think the targets under the various global summits like the Kyoto Protocol, the Paris Agreement and others... Do you think they are realistic in reducing or curbing climate change? Um, Definitely. I think that what came out of Paris with the 1.5, well, actually was two degrees of a target of 1.5 in limiting emissions is something that is doable if our governments have, you know, what Twila'ifa, the government of Samoa said, the political guts and willingness to commit to climate change justice and to commit to switching away from the things that are causing climate change in the Pacific. You're talking about the Prime Minister of Samoa, Tuilepasa Ililemaliangaoi. He was here in Sydney last month to deliver the Lowy Institute lecture. And if I can quote from part of it, um, quote, while climate change may be considered a slow onset threat by some, In our region, its adverse impacts are already felt by our Pacific Islands peoples and communities. Greater ambition is necessary to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees, and Pacific Island countries continue to urge faster action by all countries. Can you add or comment on that? Yes, definitely. I completely agree with what um, Tulepa said. And a lot of our Pacific leaders, like himself, have really pioneered climate leadership and really telling the world that we need to act fast. Um, In fact, you know, they were all just gathered in Nauru not long ago, and they clearly stated that climate change is the greatest threat to the livelihood, security, and well-being of the people of the Pacific. So we can clearly see that our leaders, like Tulepa, 
and other leaders from the Pacific are stating that climate change is the biggest threat to our islands. And I completely agree. And I think the young people of the Pacific are behind them because this is the biggest threat to our future. Many Pacific island countries rely on foreign aid and Mm -hmm. soft loans from countries like China. Uh, And China is one of the biggest users of fossil fuels and therefore one of the biggest polluters in the world. What's the view or attitude of Pacific climate warriors to China's increasing influence in the Pacific region? Yeah, I think definitely um, when it comes to international relations outside, the Pacific climate warriors like to focus internally first. So our focus is really, you know, cleaning up our backyards first and making sure that we're sustainable in our villages and our communities and then going out into the world and seeing our diaspora communities and if their communities such as Australia, New Zealand, America are also acting in the same way to protect our, you know, to protect our environment. Um, But I can't really comment on the issue of, you know, Chinese relations between the islands because it's not really something the Pacific Climate Warriors have really put a stance on. You are arguing for 100% um, clean energy targets. Yes. And a community-led clean energy um, environment. That is a world without fossil fuels, without coal. You will not be popular in Australia with Mm -hmm. that agenda. Not at all. Now, what would you say to the leaders in Australia uh, about your movement and what you stand for with regards to zero fossil fuel, uh, rather, zero use of fossil fuel in Australia? I would really say that it is the future. And I think the more we uh, deny the fact that climate change is real, the more we're living in the past. I think it's time to move forward, not just for our islands, but for the people in Australia. I mean, Australia is very vulnerable to um, coral bleaching with the Great Barrier Reef at great, you know, effect to climate change. And also with the, you know, the droughts and the flash floods and the, you know, um, forest fires, Australia will be affected by climate change, too. So when we talk about moving to renewable energy, we're not just talking about the benefits it will have for our Pacific Islands, but also the benefits it will have for the Australian people and the Australian youth moving forward into the future. Now, you're here in Sydney for um, um, some performances and um, to promote your uh, message, the uh, Pacific Climate uh, Warriors message. Um, Tell us about some of those uh, activities. Yes, so we'll be here um, telling stories and doing a Pacific Climate Warriors showcase of frontline stories where we had some people from Kiribati, from Vanuatu, from Solomon, telling real-life stories of what it's like to live in climate change, to live through cyclones and through droughts and through floods. And we really hope to connect with our Pacific diaspora and our Pacific people living overseas so that they can kind of get an image of what's happening back home and feel like they're willing to join the fight for climate change too. Brianna Fruin, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you very much for your time. Tell us what you think. Rate this podcast on iTunes. It helps other people to find us.